Today's show is sponsored by Quip. Quip's electric toothbrushes start at just $25, and our listeners can get their first refill pack for free by visiting getquip.com slash badchristian. That's getquip.com slash badchristian. Today's show is also sponsored by Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get $30 off when you visit blueapron.com slash badchristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Dig it. Three, two, one. Bald-headed beatmaster. He is the bald-headed beatmaster. He's in a good spot in life, he says, and his beats show it. His name is Joey Spencer, and there's dumbass Matt who's never sick, but apparently is sick today. Oh, come and on. Toby's always the same. He's level-headed, he never does too goes too far. He always is, does things appropriately. Mm-hmm. This is the Bad Christian Podcast. I am the most appropriate of all of us. That's what's funny. By You're what the most possible yeah, measure could you even make such a claim? And just a pure yeah. absurdity. The morale measure has okay. been scientifically proven. The morale measure is always right. I go just far enough and just, just uh, short enough. So basically the morale measure of just how far to go is beyond what most people think is appropriate, but you just can, are assuring them that no, in fact, it was not. It was just the right amount over the line. Is that basically oh. it? Okay. Let me uh, let me just test the morale measure. Okay, Matt. Uh huh. How many times in your life have you said I don't get sick? Um, <laughs> I, 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 many, many. Just answer times. the question, many, please. Many times. Uh, would you say a hundred times? Probably in that. It's three okay. digits. Yeah. Today, do is it possible? Observing you from the outside, uh-huh. you are sick. I had a fever last night. I will admit it. <laughs> that's called sick. Yeah, I know. You failed the morale measure. Well, I didn't call you in failed. sick to work or nothing. I'm, I'm here. That's I, not know. appropriate to say I never get sick, and you actually do get sick. You're sick even it, as we it speak. It may be hyperbolic. Not appropriate. Never. I agree with that. But let me be clear. I did have a fever. I didn't feel good. And Bridget made me sleep in the garage, too, last night, so she didn't get <laughs> in sick. In the garage. <laughs> But I feel better. That today, always happens to me. Whatever. I'm always on the couch if I'm sick, or I have to. I stay away from the kids or anything because it's just you know what. And it's almost I'd prefer it anyway. You didn't mind being out there in the garage. No, the it was TV fun. to yourself. The, she's got to watch the kids. I love it. No, it was oh, yeah. send me away. Yep. Send me away from the family. I see, t- to get Toby. Sick. I, I I wouldn't think that of you. I thought that you always wanted to be like on the go and not. Slowed down like you do. Usually, people that don't like naps don't like to get sick either. Oh, I don't you nap. don't like naps. I, I don't believe in naps. naps. You don't, you don't you even know me. You don't even know me. I take a I nap get... almost every day of tour. <laughs> you don't know me. You've forgotten where I came from. You've forgotten oh, your man. friend. I'm completely I, I... against naps. If you know, let the record show that. The only time that you should take a nap is this, if you accidentally fall asleep during the day. Then you must have needed a nap. Other than that, naps are for children. No, or old just, people, totally, which I'm neither. I totally disagree. Now I I've started to where I love just getting comfy around you know one or two p.m. Then you know especially if it's a little dark and just kind of close my eyes. Maybe if I drift drift off. Now you know what's really funny is I'm a, almost always when I nap snore. I don't I don't really snore that much at night or at least Jess she, she doesn't. I mean every once in a while Jess will wake me up snoring, but in my nap time I think it's because I lay on my back because I'm like watching TV. Just relaxing, I fall asleep, but I snore. I, this isn't really good podcasting right now. I apologize. <laughs> hey, this isn't even interesting. <laughs> I, I was telling, I was telling Matt before you came on, Toby, that this Sunday I really felt the Lord's presence, 
Yeah. And and so I'm just like, man, this is so cool. God is real and all this stuff. But then I realized this is so different from when I felt God's presence even a year ago when I felt like I kind of had God pinned a little bit and I knew how he operated, knew all the formulas. And I was like, I feel God's presence and I'm not sure what I think or believe about this God. And it was better. Oh, man, like it was we got to talk about Christianity again today. It was, we don't have to. It was, but it oh, was, God. it just felt even better to kind of receive God's goodness. And that also plays it like I have not read the Bible in a really long time as far as like for a, a quiet time personal development. And it's really been to rid myself from a lot of legalism, but our house church is getting back into uh, reading the Bible together, and it's crazy how I'm reading it through completely different lenses. I mean, it's just unreal how much I've changed, and it just feels so good. I mean, it really does. It feels like, man, this is this is real. This is real, seeking a God that you believe in, you believe the Bible points to, but it's just way more open-handedness. Now, what blows my mind is when things happen, like the guy that you were telling me about the other day, Toby, where people, I, they they talk about prophecy or speaking in tongues or stuff in such a formulaic way, it is so foreign to me now. Like, I'm just like, I just can't understand how people can take stuff to the bank, basically, and say, this is how God is. But I think the guy you were telling me about is would you say he's a fraud? I actually talked to our mutual friend that was telling you about his friend that's crazy that I think's crazy, but he he actually said that his no friend one knows what you're talking yeah, about. All right, just well, keep, let me explain. It. Let me friend. let me just clear this up. Yeah, no, no just let, let Joey just do this for as long. Up. Let's just let him. Oh, yeah, yeah, keep going, keep Joey. on going. I, there's a crazy person that somebody told us about. A friend, about of a friend, friend and you know who I'm talking friend, about. Friend, but it's yeah. his friend actually that hit me up later. Well, see, keep on with that. This is powerful. This is powerful. Here's some Keep of the reason going. why, Matthew, here's some of the reason why I'm saying it this way, though, is because I don't know if I'm supposed to well, say let, me and Toby's friend. So me and Toby's oh, friend. Oh, you and Toby's friend. Okay. <laughs> now I'm almost starting to get now, it. Okay. Oh, every, all right, all right, everybody so, listening right now is like, oh, now I get it. This will be a lot more clear. <laughs> this will be a lot more clear. This guy that nope, Toby and I still knows, <laughs> oh, he a guy. grew up... He grew up with a friend that he used to play music with. He has a friend too. Hold on. Can I just show you how to do this? What in the world? No, let him keep going. I like a friend it. played music. Listen, I have a friend uh-huh. that called me and said, hey, I want to tell you, I, uh, I ran into this guy, and he is now a prophesying uh, apostle guy that does events for $50 a pop. And, uh, and I started doing a little bit of research, and, and – not only this guy, but several people. If you go online and just like type in just uh, dude who prophesies or prophesying evangelist uh, conference, if you do that, you will see a money making, almost like a mid level marketing scam thing that is like almost anybody that's saying talking about prophesying and and you need to pay to learn skills of prophesying is an evil bad person, and that is true, and that is happening a lot. My my friend i'm trying to say it so everybody can understand my friend we were just talking and i know people like this too that are claiming that they prophesy and that you should be prophesying and that you can speak into people's lives and you can do all this stuff and what that is is a scam for people that want a voice 
Like if you're sitting there going, oh, you know what? I need to prophesy. It means that you feel insecure or uh, you don't have a voice. Nobody's going to listen to you. So if you can say, hey, I can prophesy over you, that gives you some power over people or something like that. But it is an actual, I believe it to be a real scam. I don't even know. I mean, I think we have to be extremely judicious about anybody saying they're prophesying. Especially well, if they're and, charging and, and, and you fact, money. I think, I think it's almost evil. Yeah, and, and, to- especially and Toby, if it requires money for somebody to teach you, and where Toby, did that come it's, from? Toby, it's a, lot, it's a lot more subtle than that, too. And we don't pick up on how dangerous it is just to start a conversation off by saying, I was really praying to God about something, and here's what I... Th- like, th- that right there is setting up the listener to be like, oh, okay, well, what you're about to say is probably what we need to do. Like, I was praying about it. And so now what I'm about to say is stamped with God's approval because I was praying to God about it. But basically, we're not talking about Toby's friend. We're talking about Toby's friend. Oh. His friend. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that cleared it up. But here's here's what's crazy is I was talking to um I was talking to John who was telling Toby about this guy, and he said uh there's a drummer that is basically world renowned. All the top acts ask him to play. Do y'all do y'all know who the who the top drummer in the country is? Gosh. Well well the reason why I said that. No, no, no. No, no, The reason why hold on, just give me a shot here. The reason I'm why you, I this said doesn't that matter. I'm is telling this, your friend and podcast person is telling you, let's move on. Listen, do you, this do you guy don't believe me that this isn't worth talking about right now. This guy retweeted that, that prophet. Some drummer that's good? No, wow. the guy How could anybody care? He plays he plays drums for the top people. Oh shit. The top people. You didn't say that. Who's uh, name some of the top people? Uh, what's that? What's that female? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one that's uh, real good. He plays drums top. for them. Top. Oh, no, like Taylor top. Swift and stuff. Like, do y'all know who the top drummer is in the country? John no says no such thing. Him. Okay. <laughs> There's no such thing as the top drummer in the country. I'm gonna find out while we're talking. Okay. Who's the top drummer. Yeah, does that mean it means you're stopping? <laughs> don't. I hope you don't find top type. Are you typing in top drummer in the country? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is one of my uh this is actually one of my comedy bits i've been working on for my stand-up is that no word has changed more in in all of our culture and all of the world than the word research joey oh, is exactly <laughs> joey is laying down w- with his microphone on his hairy chest he's probably hungry and he's doing research <laughs> yeah no t- you are completely right Researching about that research is drummer. a crazy Crazy it's the term. least. I mean, if any word in history has changed more, it's that one because everybody thinks they're doing research now on Google. Yeah, well, I, I researched it. it some. You're talking about which hotel to go to, you know? Like, right. <laughs> it's hey. So by by the way, it's Chris Dave. That's who John told me is the top drummer like in the world. Everybody wants him. It's Chris Dave. Yeah. And he plays for all the top acts. Okay. Everybody wants him to go on tour. And the whole point well, of this, the Chris Dave comment is just that he posted it. No, he retweeted or posted about the prophet, which <laughs> oh, blew no. him up. Like everybody. So, so just to back what Toby is saying, it, what I find so crazy is that people just flock to this guy and is like, oh, well, the internet says he's a prophet. He must be a prophet. And this guy is charging $50 per prophecy or $50 for access. I think that's what it is for access to 
his prophecies that he's putting online made $10,000 in a month. Now, Mike, well, well, he, hold on. Here's, let's, let's, let's even take it to something that some people even understand. I literally just typed in, uh, uh, what did I type in? Prophecy training. One of the first ones that come up is Bethel Church, yeah. and they have a five-week prophecy training class, prophetic ministry training, and the class teaches you prophetic ministry training is a five-week class in which you will learn the basic elements of the gift of prophecy and Bethel's core values for prophetic ministry. This foundational class is offered on a weekday and evening. It goes on to talk about how you can uh, learn how the Lord can use you to edify and encourage the people and community around you through this precious gift of the Holy Spirit. They're literally telling you that God is going to speak through you to your neighbors and your friends. All that means is, all your neighbors and friends are going to not want to hang out with you and think you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Because you're constantly going, hey, you know what? Uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting God saying this. And I'm, I know it, it sounds crazy. I mean, we've even had like Chad Johnson's the same way. We've had him on here and he believes in that, you know, he gets a word from the from God and stuff like that. And I know he's earnest in that. He does Toby, believe Toby, you've done that. the same damn thing. So we've got to make Toby, you have. Walked out of a rest. No, I, I was with you when we were walking out of a music festival, and you're like, "I think I have to go back and talk to that guy because I'm almost positive oh. he is cheating on his wife or yeah, something." I'm not training. That's not me training people. Okay, to try sure, and control sure. People yeah, that, that's, all that that's what I was saying. I don't. I believe the that reason why prophecy. And yeah, the I reason why that it comes out of nowhere. Yes, and you don't. You don't need training to understand prophecy. You go, holy shit! I think yeah. God might have just told me something. I, I have definitely felt the Lord's presence in my life and saying, "Hey, I mean that that's happened." Numerous times yep. in my life, we're like, "Oh shit, I got to tell somebody something. I do not want to do this. This right. is awful. God, please no." And I put it off. Even that instance you're talking about, we were at a festival, and I felt like there was a guy there that was really bad, and I felt the Lord telling me, "You might need to go talk to him." And I chickened out, and that's truth. And 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 what part of the reason why is because I was so unsure. I was like, I couldn't separate myself and my ego. And what maybe maybe it was just I thought the dude was weird or a jerk or something. I could not reconcile those things. So that's really to me, at least I was trying to wrestle with the idea. I'm not trying to go out and get Tim and Sherry to go out in their neighborhood and tell people what they about their next career choice or what mattress to buy. I don't know what in the hell that stuff is. Like that's like goofball, right? I mean, isn't that goofball uh, gross Christianity? Yeah. Oh, it's just scam. Yeah. I mean, that's just plain old scam, you know. But but he, here's here's the thing is the guy that Toby and I do know whose friend this is. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh he you vouches he vouches for his buddy that his buddy really does think he's doing a good thing. Now that's that's where I'm curious what y'all think. Do y'all think in his heart of hearts he's thinking I'm providing a a a service for people that is worth 50 bucks for them to have well, access to? Or do you think he is laughing all the way to the bank? Thing. Everybody thinks that Hitler thinks he's doing a good thing. Everybody thinks they're doing good right. things. Just that's all. Heart of hearts. I don't know if anybody has access to that anyway. You just think you're doing good and everybody else thinks you're doing bad. And that's what people say about us doing this podcast and we're doing bad. And right. We think we're doing good. It's whatever. But that is an actual scam. So, do you know, like, it is obviously a scam to anybody except for the scammer still probably finds a way to rationalize such a thing as that. So that's just the bottom line. Just- I mean, the truth is, here, here's what's frustrating to me is, it, it's some strange part of Christianity that isn't uh, normal. It's not in the normal, like a normal Christian has 
to go to work, a normal Christian has to decide if they're going to do right with their finances or treat their spouse well or do all this stuff. When you start throwing in prophecy as if it's the normal everyday thing that you should do, that that immediately takes it out of the realm of, of honestly, respectability into uh, superstition, right? Like oh uh, oh God speaking to me, I must tell somebody this that, like is fortune telling, right right. And I can even go so far as to say I do believe in prophecy. I do think it can be true and accurate and real. And it is I think God has even maybe given given me a prophetic word before. And also, there's been tons of times where I thought the same thing. I thought our third album was going to sell unreal. I'm totally misunderstood what God was telling me. God was telling me I had a hard heart and couldn't forgive people, and I thought God was saying, oh, man, your record, new record's so awesome, it's going to sell huge, and you're going to be massive. Like I, I could go into more detail on that, but basically that's the gist of it. And so I don't understand why I, – I mean, like Bethel Church is a really famous, well-respected, influential church, and they are teaching this as if this is just a gift just like kindness or generosity – or yeah. uh, forgiveness and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, I mean, and I'm sure they might even have a good answer for it. But I don't think you should go around teaching everybody they can prophesy. Yeah. Anybody can show up to a class and all of a sudden they have a prophetic gift. Is that true? That doesn't even seem necessarily biblical, does it? I don't know, Pastor Joey. What do you think? I Tell mean, us about I, a friend of a friend that did it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just think all of this stuff is is just so tricky because there are we would all agree genuine uh, i mean this is this is our opinion and it's and it's up for debate but i think the three of us believe in in genuine manifestations of the holy spirit happening on this earth and so it's like where where do you draw the line and i think i draw the line when it comes to instructing other people on how to do the things of the spirit because it's like if it's the things of the spirit <laughs> let the spirit figure this shit out don't be teaching someone else. And this is why, you know, Chad Johnson and I were talking on Pastor with No Answers and I and I told him I said I I just kind of have a problem with the whole and and I asked him why he does it, but basically when he prays over someone, he'll ask him, "Do you feel anything?" And and don't, you know, don't don't make anything up. It's okay if you don't, but do you, you know, and I'm just like, "Why would you even need to do that?" Like I just don't even understand. And you have people that are praying for others to have the gift of tongues and they say, "You know, just start speaking stuff. Just start doing stuff." And I mean, to this day, I'm not sure if I have spoken in tongues, but whatever I'm doing, I think that it's probably a, a positive thing because if anything, my thoughts are focused on God. And maybe that is what speaking in tongues is, you know, thinking about God and praying and just drawing closer to him. But it's just, this stuff just gets completely out of hand. And I, you know, I'm I'm okay with cessationalists who think that all this stuff is gone. I think probably they have a, a healthy approach to life as as well. I mean, if if they are seeking God and trying to follow Him. But all right, I'm calling time on this topic. I'm gonna we'll just move on to something else. But before I do, you that, got a pro? You got a prophetic message? I do, and it's about dental health. Oh, woo. now that's a real one I can get behind. Okay. Now, when it does come to your health, though, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day, and Quip knows that, and they've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. I love mine. I've been brushing my teeth with like a, for about a month with this thing now, and it really does give me that feeling like I've been at the dentist and gotten a cleaning from the dentist, the way that feels for the rest of the day. 
It's a Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at the fraction of the cost of the bulkier traditional electric toothbrushes. And uh, it's got these guiding pulse alerts that come in, like when you're brushing your teeth, that'll let you know. Like it'll pause for a second, and you go, oh, and you, you know it's time to switch sides so you know that you're brushing the right amount of time. Because most people don't brush long enough. That's one of the biggest problems. But the Quip vibrates the exact amount of time and gives you cues when to move on. So you'll do a basically a full two minutes, I think is what they recommend. It also comes with this mount that attaches. It's like a suction mount. It's really cool. It attaches right to my mirror and unsticks that I could carry with me. You know, hygienic travel everywhere I go. It doesn't matter if you're going to the gym or on tour or just in your bathroom because the thing cleans your mouth should also be clean. Quip's subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5. So they know to send you the new one. It comes in the middle. You go, oh, yeah, it is time to change my brush head, so this thing will be nice and clean. And that's uh, including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and even dental students. So Quip starts at just $25. If you go to getquip.com slash badchristian right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash badchristian, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash badchristian. There you go. Okay, hey, by the way, by the way, that drummer, Chris Dave, Plays for Dolly Parton, Adele, Justin Bieber, Please Maxwell, D'Angelo. No, I, I mean, just, I okay. just wanted, I just okay. wanted to validate you are so my claim. Right. You won. You're right. It was I the just most entertaining to podcast we've ever had during that session. <laughs> I, just, I really appreciate it. Now, I want to move on. Can we still talk about God? We, we are can. the Bad Christian Podcast. Matt, Matt hates talking about God now. I, I mean, I've done Matt it. I've got, how many, I'm, what do we got? I've got 4,000 hours of it. So, I mean, I, maybe we've covered a lot a believer, of it. possibly, anymore. <laughs> what percentage of, are you a believer? 100%? No, but even if you're 1%, <laughs> I think God probably covers that, right? That's Yeah, 1% is actually, that's actually a great point. If you only believe 1% of God I'm somewhere between exists, 1 and 1% one, 1 and 100. I mean, somewhere in that range. I mean that one percent's a lot. If like, like we said the other day, like if if you knew there was a one percent chance, no matter what, that this plane you're getting on is going down, one percent's a lot. That's a lot. It I is. know you'd be like, ooh. God, I'm not really man. claiming one percent because I don't. I don't think you can really do that. The point is, I am could. I am not comfortable rejecting God. I am not comfortable rejecting Jesus. I am not comfortable saying they don't exist at all. I have no comfort yes. doing that. That's what I can tell you for sure. And I was telling Joey the other day. It's along the lines of, I think what's kind of interesting is if you go back and read our ebook that we did when we first launched Bad Christians, Bad Christian, Great Savior, I still really like that book. I still think it's really neat, and it reflects different, so many different positions than we have today. I think that's what makes the podcast or a character or anything you know, really dynamic and interesting, and I think it stands out a little bit from everybody else these days who never changes their position. They just double down and get deeper entrenched in whatever it is that they're doing or broadcasting or whatever i've really have enjoyed the the freedom and ability to continually change my views and do it publicly for instance i always say i don't get sick i'm sick today okay well maybe i'll say that a little less that's okay i can handle that you know what i mean and so if you go back and read our first ebook there's tons of stuff in there that i don't i don't think i even agree with or believe anymore but i wouldn't take it down i wouldn't say don't read it i think that's part of the the dynamic journey i think that's empowering to people so yeah, what's, what's I'm less funny, confident about God than I used to be. That's true. What's funny is a lot of people 
believe that they're going to keep listening and eventually hear us mm-hmm. back away from faith altogether. Like, uh, and, and some people are just like, no, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they on the same track I was, and I don't believe anymore. They're on the same track Dave Bazan was, and he doesn't believe. And a lot of people, I, I just, I, it, it may even be, <laughs> it may even be out of guilt or fear, but I, I'll, I'll never stop believing. I just, I, I kind of know that. I don't. So, I don't know. I, I look. I mean, I, I used to say that exact same thing, and now I think of it. And not Joey. I don't think this is what you're saying. Yeah. I used to say God is so ingrained in me that there is no way I could stop believing. I believe that might still be true, but I'm also open to the idea of. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell y'all something. This sounds hilarious. I had to cut my grass today. It's the first time I've cut my grass this year. You know, spring's coming, and the grass is looking a little weird, so I cut it, and. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it was prophetic. I don't know if God was yep. speaking through I me. Bet it was. Or it was just my brain and or just real reality setting in. But part of me today, while I was cutting my grass, re- really thought, you know what? If it all just ends, I don't ever have to cut grass again or talk <laughs> to another person or think or work or not work or anything. That's not so bad. Like, if it ends, like, if I make it to a certain age, maybe I'll die tomorrow, maybe I'll die when I'm 85 or 100. I don't know. But if it just ends... You're talking about the lights go out and you're done? Yes, and there isn't isn't a next life. There isn't a, you know, an afterlife of this one, or there's not a next reality or anything. For the first time today, I was like, that isn't evil or scary or bad. I just thought, you know what? It's okay. I got I got a life. I got one. As far as we know, I don't know if there's another per, another uh, existence or a life form in the whole universe, much less our galaxy or anything. But I'm just saying, I got it. I, I I'm conscious You're as much as I know. Existence. I'm club. aware. I, I got to fall in love. I got to have kids. I got all this stuff. Like I got to live a a, a pretty fun life, and, and there's some shit in it and all this stuff. But if it ends. I can't say, oh no, that was all I got. Like I hear a lot of people talking about that. Like you know, it, it's funny. Like uh, the, uh, the director Woody Allen or uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking just died, mm-hmm. and I, and you hear a real fear in their voice. Larry King, uh, if, I don't know if you ever heard him on Norm Macdonald. He goes, <laughs> Norm Macdonald goes, what do you think happens when you die, uh, Larry? And he goes. A dirt nap, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh God, Larry, that's awful." Why would you? Do that? And it's really funny, but the truth is, like, if you think it's over, what is that? It's not evil or well, bad. The only reason you think that is because the only thing you know is being alive. You don't know anything about not being alive, and so if well, it, it doesn't ends, matter, you don't know that you're not there anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, th- well, that's what I'm saying. But but the thought of that today used to scare me. Wait a minute! I got taken away from my kids. Wait a minute! I didn't. I, what if I could have? Couldn't I? All those thoughts now seem like a little bit petty because today I was almost grateful for what I've had. Yeah, I, I was cutting the grass and going. If I don't have to do this 100 <laughs> years from now, and I don't have to talk to God and figure out stuff and and understand my own brain or my own soul and all this stuff, that's not so bad. Well, that's, that's why I think so bad. That, that's why I think annihilationism is so interesting because now obviously. Most of them believe that there's some fire uh, in What do you mean most that, of them? It's most of us is what you yeah, should say. most of us. No, You're I, an annihilationist. I don't, I don't know what I think. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, I what don't. the hell are you talking about? You believe that there's either heaven or God obliterates you in a certain amount of time. That no, is I'm, what you believe. No, I'm you saying... You should just say it. it. I, what do you, why are you being coy? I'm, I don't believe in eternal conscious torment. That's 
That's okay, what I'm so saying. you believe but, in annihilationism. Or everybody goes to heaven. I don't know. So you're a uh, universalist. I, oh, I just, I'm just saying, I don't know, and I, I'm okay with that. But annihilationism is I don't want to let you off the hook. I don't, just don't want to let you off the hook. I think that's a cop-out. What's the cop-out? Well, that means either you do believe, a certain percentage of you does believe in an eternal conscious torment, or you don't believe it. I mean, you can't just make that no, I don't. clarification. I don't. I okay, don't. So you, okay, so I've you do believe. I said that. All right. So 100%, you don't believe in hell. You believe in either God annihilates you or you go to heaven. I or, mean, yeah, or, or I'm a hopeful universalist for sure. And I'm not alone when it, even in evangelical Christianity. I mean, I'm definitely hopeful. You got backing is what you're saying mm-hmm. to back your idea. So, anyway, like I just think annihilationism, that is so interesting because that's what they believe is the lights go out on almost everybody it's what except, you believe. For pe- except for people who believe in Jesus. So, that gives eternal life such a different meaning because we were taught eternal life is people that have the abundant life of Jesus forever and ever and ever, and then eternal death are those who are just destroyed and the worms eat them and they're burning and they're in pain forever and ever. But no, it means eternal death is you're dead forever. So the, the, the people that Jesus saved, they get to live forever, period, the other people lights out. And that is that is really so intriguing. And I guess the reason why it's intriguing. I don't think for you me believe is, that. What do you why do you say that? I don't think you I think you believe I'm glad you know a, more about my beliefs than I everybody do. Everybody has a shot. Uh, well, okay, okay, I'll I'll tell you where I'm at and see if, if it lines up. It is very hard for me now to believe that because I believe in the Americanized Jesus, what I was taught from a child from my childhood that that is the only way God is going to save me for this brilliant and amazing afterlife. I, that That is very hard for me, that someone gr- that grew up in India and is a devout Hindu, because of where the location, the geography on the map that they grew up in, that their parents taught them, and, were, and you could even consider them holy and, and righteous in their religion— that they are going to hell, and I don't believe you believe that. I, I actually don't know if, and, and I'm going to take it one step further. I don't know if anybody believes that. Why do you and keep saying do, that? Because I keep saying that too. I don't believe people burn in hell forever. So why? No, do no, you no, keep- no, 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 or or annihilated. I mean, either one, whatever you want to say. But I don't. Well, do you believe that? Do you believe that somebody that is Hindu that doesn't? I mean, Hindu even has a form of Jesus. I think Jesus is one of the gods. Let's say Islam. Do you think all people that believe in Islam devoutly are going to either be annihilated or possibly burn in hell? They will well, not get into heaven. Well, what's do you, ironic? Do you believe what's, that? What's ironic is can you answer Matt, that question? Matt sent me a podcast episode. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but the guy from TED Talks is on there, and he makes a great point. I mean, I've known this. He makes a great the guy. The guy from TED Talks. There's only one. There's only one of those guys from TED Talks. But basically, he says that we believe in the same exact God as as the Muslims, and you know I, I've known that obviously, and they think differently of Jesus. But it is just so crazy, and I, I just think I have been so religified, religiosified, whatever you want to call it, that I, I, I can't. I, I have got to start assuming that a lot of the stuff that I've been taught that is just so truthful in the lenses that I still see stuff in, I think it's just so much bullshit that I have just accepted as truth for so long 
There's some of it that I currently mm-hmm. still accept as truth. It's just not, and maybe I'll never figure it yeah. out. But I definitely believe this. When I die, I do believe that I'm going to go to heaven. I do believe Jesus is my Savior. I do believe there'll be God, and I believe, oh my gosh, I am so sorry that I have just told people so much wrong stuff. I'm so sorry that I misread you guys. You know, I, it's just, it's yeah. going to blow our minds how wrong we were about See, so I'm in a different, different place things. now because I, this is, I didn't even know we were going to talk about this. I, maybe I've been a little uh, I don't know, dark lately or something. Like, I, I've been a little bit harder in my heart. But part of me goes, if, I, if I'm supposed to understand something, you can't just tell me the idea of math and I would totally get it and be right. And then I'm also, I mean, if you just tell me the idea of math, mathematics, Whatever it is, whatever study you want to talk about. But if you just tell me the idea of math and I get stuff wrong, am I supposed to feel guilty about that? I mean, or if an actual uh, presence, person, personality, whatever, shows up and explains math to me and teaches it to me, then I would actually have something. But, I mean, uh, it is hard for me sometimes to go, wait a minute, uh, now I need to feel guilty because, uh, I mean, I've never seen God physically. I felt him, I've experienced him, and I personally feel like I do have a relationship with God, but at the same time, I know lots of people that say, man, I wish I could be like you. You know, you know. the number one thing that's broken my heart in my life is that people go, man, I wish I could be like you. You, you said that you spoke in tongues in your life. You said that God showed up and did almost some miracles in your life or did some miracles in life. Like the way I got saved was almost miraculous. The things that happened. And there are so many people that go, why didn't that happen to me? Why didn't God do that for me? I would love that. I want that. And I can't, I can't say they should be feel guilty or anything like that. So I, I feel a, a little bit different in a different spot. Whereas like you're saying, man, I'm going to get so much stuff wrong, but maybe it's, maybe that's, there isn't like that. Maybe maybe when you get to heaven you're like shit wow that was a, a wild ride and I did the best I could oh, maybe I, God I, says that I, yeah, too yeah I, I guess I was being a little not sarcastic but I don't think but, I'm I mean feel wh- why sorry. is it so easy for us though even okay us three people would almost a lot of people well, hey, us. Hey, before before you do that let me talk real <laughs> quick about you, we were talking about living forever and I do think that people have a shot at living forever How? on this earth by eating. From Blue Healthy? Apron, yeah, <laughs> Blue Apron might help you live forever. It's Blue Apron. I might believe is, that Blue Apron is the tree of life. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I have found. From, it yeah. is the, the tree. What's that of thing? Life. The cornucopia. The thing that just keeps giving you great food. It, it's crazy, y'all. Y'all. Y'all cook with Blue Apron, right? Mm-hmm. All the time. I mean, I'm so proud of myself, and I, I'll be honest with you. I've actually learned a lot about cooking just by following their step-by-step instructions. There's so many things that I can cook now without instructions because of Blue Apron, which is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. For those of you that are members at Costco, y'all have even seen Blue Apron membership being sold Ooh. there as well. Uh, their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And I, I'm just telling you, every single different meal that we cook, I'm just always surprised. And I sh- should stop being surprised at just how good it is and how easy it was to make really good meals. And we're talking fresh ingredients. And there's all different ways of of doing it. You've got the two-person meal plan. It's meals that serve two people. And you can choose from eight new recipes per week with the choice to receive 
another uh, either two or three recipes in a week. You can have the family meal plan. I'll tell you what is in route to my house right now. We'll get it in the mail tomorrow. Woo! And that's that's uh, quick beef bolognese and then the mm. hoisin chicken steam buns. It will arrive on my front porch of my big old house. And it will be nice and cold. The meat will be very cold. And everything that I need for these meals are right there in that box. They also have a wine plan, by the way. Six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. So uh, Blue Apron is treating bad Christian listeners. uh, $30 off of your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash badchristian. And I, and I do want to tell you that once you join, there is super flexibility. You can skip deliveries, like if you're on vacation, uh, and you can be sure that everything you're putting in your mouth is high quality because uh, Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and in meat with no added hormones. So take advantage of $30 off your first order by visiting blueapron.com slash badchristian. That's blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And I can't wait to cook this next stuff. But Toby, you have come a super... Long, I mean, th- this hey, goes back to is this, this a goes compliment or not? Ah, uh, yeah. So to, Matt is so on the money, and it goes to towards what he was saying as far as just how much we've changed. I remember being on this podcast, yes. and you guys, you know, we're having some friendly conversation, but y'all basically telling me that I shouldn't object or or put my thoughts and feelings on on God and that's exactly what you're doing. I mean, you used to talk from a calvinistic standpoint of yes. if God sends miscarried babies to hell, that's his prerogative and I know you still believe that that is his prerogative. He's God, he can do whatever he wants to do. I do believe that. <clears throat> but it is uh it's it's interesting to see where you guys are at. I mean, do y'all consider yourselves Christians, Matt and Toby? Yes. I do, but yeah, I do. I I, think of it like, I, you know, I think what Toby was saying before is interesting. So, one analog for if you there is nothing after this life, which is by far, I put it this way: yes, I'm a Christian. Also, I can't really picture any scenario where there is an afterlife. And you can back well, up and hey, check the words there. At least you can there. say that. Yep. Jo- Joey say had, that. Joey's mm-hmm. uh, guarding his bets yep. there. And he, he said, well, uh, it might be annihilation, which means nothing. But Matt, also, you never know. Maybe if you believe in Jesus, you can go to heaven. Okay, so, so Matt is, is a, a universalist lights out. Well, listen, I, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, and you can you take bet on lights you, out. You can take, yes, I would put money more on lights out. That's true. Because you can take me at my words there. I, I said, I can't imagine any scenario where there is an afterlife. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm saying it's it's really just outrageously unimaginable is what I'm saying. Right. I cannot picture, <laughs> I can't fathom at all hell existing. I can't fathom at all heaven existing in any tangible way. And so maybe, it's kind of like Toby saying, I, I, things are a little bit darker for me in a way, but I'm okay with it also. So, you know, you guys know that in the last... Three years, I've lost three grandparents, uh, a baby, a mom, and and my dog. And I think way different since then, but I don't think bad. I think those things are okay. Like, you know, I I, I haven't, 
experienced death almost at all until the last couple of years. So it's really changed the way I think about things, but I don't think it's been that traumatic, really. I don't, it's not, I know a lot of people have lost people close to them and it's like they just fall into tailspins and all this crazy stuff, but I don't feel that way at all. I feel totally stable. I wouldn't say unaffected, but it gives me a different big picture perspective. But to be honest, I don't spend any part of any of my days thinking that those individuals are somewhere. I just don't. I don't think that. Now, now, why wouldn't you say that you lean a little away from Christianity then if you're pretty sure that dirt naps are, are the highest likelihood? I'm not, I'm not I, saying, I, I, I don't to, know. But, no, for, but, but, that, but that, hold on, that, that thing right there that you're saying is the reason why it gets weird and murky is that it, it's either all in or all out. Like, wh- why would you, why, what's the need to stop believing in Christianity? Yeah, I don't what, need to like, stop believing in it. There, yeah, there's don't. nothing like, I mean, it's so much ingrained in my history and my nostalgia. The same way as I'm always going to be Southern. I'm going to have an affinity for Southern things and Bojangles fried chicken and, and standing in front of a gas station when I'm old or something like that. Like, the, all, all those things are true. And just like, uh, just, you just, I mean, seriously, right before uh, we were talking about Blue Apron, you said that Muslims believe almost the same thing as us, but they don't. They do not believe in a divine Jesus, which is the crux of Christianity. And you're saying, well, they almost believe the same way as us, so maybe they have a way to heaven. No, that's if, not. If you, I did not say that. Holy you didn't cow, say that, didn't but say that, that that's the truth. Either that's, they do believe in the divinity of of Jesus, or they don't. And according to your own words, you said it, people who believe in Jesus might make it to heaven, but. All Muslims, which is a very large religion, do not believe in the divinity it's of so Jesus. It's so crazy how and, you take and for what you I to say. No, that's true. No, I basically said no. I said annihilationism is so intriguing because most people lights out. Well, you I, said I, you said you said Islam is very similar to Christianity. Which they believe I agree in the with. same God, right? Except for they do not believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ. Right? They think he was a prophet, right. meaning they believe exactly not like us. Yeah, but that's th- true. I mean, Jews. Do you know how similar Judaism that, that, is? That's to my point. So my my point to you is: so you believe, regardless of if they believe in the divinity of Jesus, they might make it into heaven. Do you believe that as a Christian? Yeah, I'm very hopeful that. See, so most are you are a saved. Christian then? Right. You, why I mean, would yeah, you be right, a Christian? Exactly. Why would you ask you, me I mean, if it, I'm one? If you believe there, something so silly, I, know, as there, that. I mean, there's a huge chance that millions and billions of people are going to hell that renounce, or annihilated. Yeah. Or Joey thinks there's billions of people in heaven that have actively renounced Jesus. Right. I mean, that's weird, right? Right. Like that's, that's not I'm a saying. Christian uh, teaching. Uh, yeah. So how can you and, say that? And I believe. Uh, and and here's the thing. I think most people believe that. Most when people it, believe when it comes down to when it comes down to your children. And one day, William looks you in the eye and goes, I don't believe in God. I don't think you think he's condemned to hell and fire or annihilation. I don't think nah, you'll that, think that. I mean, you, you and I will always disagree on this. I've seen people depressed out of their mind because they're trying that to wrap their mind around their father being No, I'm hell. talking about Joey, Joey Svensson. You said do most you people. you believe your son, if he says, I do not believe in Jesus, I hope it could be true, but I don't believe it. You think he's going to be annihilated? Oh, certainly two years ago or three years ago. No, I'm talking about however. today. Yeah, but today, what, what does Joey say about that? William, your son, looks at you and goes, I do not believe in the divinity of Jesus. I hope it could be true. I'd love to have an afterlife, but I just don't believe it, Dad. I'd be... I'd you think be, he's, go, he's he will be annihilated. God will explode him into <laughs> eternity. I would, uh, put it this way. I'd be scared, but not as scared as I used to be. You're right. not answering the question, though. That's, what, do that's I, what I'm saying. Do I think he'll so be why, annihilated? What? 
Do well, I think he'll be annihilated? Is yeah. that what you're asking? Yeah. What do you think? The answer is yes. What, what's to that. your son afterlife? Look I like? just, I just don't. I, I'm choosing at this point in my life not to put too much thought into this. Right. But it's exactly I, what Matt said. Let, yeah. So sure, let sure. me <laughs> let me expand that a little bit. But, and by the way, by the way, my question for Matt was not a critique. I'm no, just I know. trying to understand. No, but, but, no, I, I, no, I, no, not at all. But I'm saying you're in the same spot. Yeah, you're, you're in, in the same. Sp- I, I agree that we're in the same spot. What I'm saying is, I am comfortable enough i'm confident enough i'm secure enough to say i don't know i don't have to say but i I don't think about the afterlife i don't i'm probably not going to think i might care about it i might change my mind i've changed it before but i'm just comfortable saying i don't know but there's nothing that's ever been to explain to me about it that makes a damn lick of sense so that doesn't mean it's not true but there's no reason for me to make up stuff and say well i bet it works this way and just make some way i I don't know. I just don't know I mean, about any of that stuff. The, so I'm going to tell you, I don't know. And it's hard sure. to imagine, and I can't imagine it. I'm not saying anything other than that. But that doesn't mean I, think, I don't still have faith. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean I don't believe. It doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. It's just I don't have any thoughts on the afterlife that are coherent. Any, any I'm unable to discern is, any coherent to me. thoughts sure. about the afterlife. I don't, I don't have any. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you know that Tooth and Nail put a book out a couple of years back covering its first 20 years of history? Did you also know that they put out a documentary to coincide with that book featuring a ton of footage about the creation and early years of the company? Both of those, a ton of t-shirts, mugs, and other items are all on sale right now in the Tooth and Nail store. So go over to toothandnailrecords.merchnow.com and go to the sale tab and pick one of these up for 20% off their normal price. 20% off. Seriously. What are you waiting for? This deal's going to go away very soon. You should get to toothandnailrecords.merchnow.com immediately. I think the big thing for me is that I do put a lot of validity on the resurrection of Jesus, and I do think I don't think the Gospels are all historically accurate. They can't be, but all of those guys can't be right, which for me proves that Christianity wasn't just made out of thin air when you have, uh, here's God's word and here's four people that disagree. That's not a good plan to make up a religion. So I I feel like Jesus talks enough about some sort of eternal existence, and, and that's why I lean more towards that. But because so does Muhammad. But that's just, but so that's, does Muhammad. Like, what, what, why, do you, why are you so certain about Jesus when uh, there's a well, Muslim well, Muhammad, out there? This- Muhammad didn't claim to be raised from the dead. I mean, that's a big distinction. There. Yeah. And so, for the record, I don't, I'm not, so you're right, I'm not renouncing wrong. Jesus' resurrection. That's still, I would probably bet more money on that. I know that sound, may sound weird, but if that clarifies it all, I'm probably over 51% Jesus' resurrection. But I'm, you know how on ESPN, when you're watching a game, if you scroll to the bottom, you can see that graph, and it says the prob- win probability. 
Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. And if you don't know, it's just it, it starts with basically what the point spread is and the computer calculations, and it it's uh, very cool to watch. It, I, it's as my the game goes on. favorite <laughs> favorite so thing. Yeah, I like probability and statistics and well, looking at stuff. That just way, for but. an example, the fun, the craziest one I've ever saw is when the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. First half of the Super Bowl That's against right. the Patriots, like yeah. it was like ninety something percent. Yeah, and the they grab swings when there's a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Thing like at some point there's oh, under two that. minutes left and the team's up by six. Obviously they've got a ninety something percent chance of winning, but one crazy play happens and it swings the other way. Anyway, I know. In real time, they give you the the probabilities and they're just probabilities and they're look. This is like it's not dark or nihilistic or anything, but that's all you have. Like I think of almost everything in that regard. So. I, you just don't know. We were in the middle of a game, and the probabilities are where they are. And they will they could yeah. change. They could take rapid swings in the future. And I don't need to be more confident than I am. I don't need to pretend. I don't need to say, well, I want it to be true, or Jesus talked about the afterlife. Therefore, I need a detailed decision made on exactly what I believe about it. No. I, well, that would be stupid he, because I don't – Here's where – It is not clear. Here's where I envy you guys is <laughs> – <laughs> what? There's a funny way to say start this sentence. Here is where I envy you guys is you we're all at similar places kind of a kind oh, of I, Sorry, I thought you were going to say dong size. <laughs> similar sorry. places uh, you know in different ways, but yep. I'm a little afraid that I could be in trouble for it. Like right. there, and and even but that's a, because of your upbringing. Right. Yeah, that's you got a lot to hold on. You feel like you need to have something worked out. And I'm telling you you, you're just pretending, basically. So you could take another analog to this, which would be, are, are the three of us, any of us, going to get divorced? And you just can't fucking answer anything other than, well, look at the probability chart. I mean, the best right. you can say is 99, but you, uh, but really that's absurd. Like You can't just look at the past and say, I know the future. You can't just look at some evidence and know. You just don't get to do that. And if you do, right. it's, show, it's demonstrating insecurity. So I'm trying to actively make sure that I don't claim something that I don't, I just don't know the answer to. That's all. It's just an exercise kind of for me because if I feel like I need to tell myself there's no way I could get divorced or there's for sure an afterlife or there's definitely no hell, I know that's my insecurity coming out. I know it is because there's no good evidence on that stuff. Now, not, you guys I'm not saying been, it's not true or possible. All those things are possible. I don't know though. Y'all that, been putting that's numbers, y'all been putting numbers on things which I really like and y'all usually don't. You so Matt, you said you're probably you're you're definitely at least fifty one percent on the resurrection. What are the chances? And I please, please, please appease me. This is so fun. What are the chances? And I want both of y'all to answer <laughs> that you guys will burn in hell forever and ever and be tortured. Okay. Well, I can answer that because okay. You're probably going to get to a point of my insecurity here because <laughs> if anybody should burn it, it's me. I know that. I'm going to agree gonna on honest. that one. If no, anybody that, should question. burn, it should be me. Uh, we all agree about that. Um, if there's a reason to burn, yeah, I've no fulfilled it. No doubt about that. Um, I would say basically the way I look at stuff, and it is in probabilities, and the way I assess almost everything is risk and reward. So. When something has an unbelievable, <laughs> we are dying laughing that I deserve hell. Yeah. That's pretty funny because you put I, yourself I, on I, top of the list. I mean, I, I'm number one. I do deserve it. That's really. I mean, it's funny. It's tragic, but it is very funny. Um. Okay. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. I, I think that there's just more possibilities than people are even really looking at, but um, it. 
even if there is a hell, then I, it's very unclear what that is. It just it's just very unclear. And so there's possible that there's something the Bible's referencing as hell that does exist, and it may not be the thing you think it is. Also, so I suppose that's possible. But if you're looking at risk reward calculations, there's nothing more riskier than going to hell. Like, you know, that's as bad as it gets. That's the worst case scenario. When people say, oh, worst case scenario is this. Well, worst case scenario is you die and go to hell of everything. There is no worse yeah. thing than that. And the, as even if it's a remote possibility, what about, a la what Pascal's about drowning? Wager, what about is, drowning forever? <laughs> well, whatever. I'm just saying it, it, it's a it's it's high enough risk that you'd be a little silly not to take it seriously. So if oh, there's God, something going on deep in my psychology, it's probably like, well, I believe in God enough, or I'm gonna, I'm probably find some way to say I believe in God enough that I'll trust Him that I, if there is a hell, I won't go there. You know, I probably deep down have my bases covered. If I'm being real honest about that, I'm not yeah. sure exactly how that works out, but I don't. I mean, it's a way less than one percent chance. That I think there's any way I could go to hell. Way less than one, like many, many zeros. You know, I don't think it's like, well, if I don't read my Bible all the time and claim everything right and toe the Christian line, then there's a 10% chance I'd go to hell. That wouldn't be worth it. Uh, it you know what I mean? So obviously, if I'm comfortable enough living the lifestyle I live, and if I, and you got to follow people's actions, not their words. So other people could answer this for me. Clearly, I'm comfortable enough thinking that there's almost no chance I would go to hell or I wouldn't, I, I would alter the way I live. You can't just say, you know, like I wouldn't be that comfortable not reading my Bible or going to church all the time or whatever it would be. If I thought that was necessary or there was a decent chance that hell was like that, then, you know, my actions would probably demonstrate that. So I don't, I don't know. I just don't think it's, I just don't, I think it's an unreasonable expectation to really worry about that. I, I think there's stuff about God, divinity, and life that's worth thinking about, and the afterlife just seems completely incoherent. So if you go to all the way back to uh, my miscarried baby and my grandma, Again, I don't think they're somewhere right now. I don't. I don't even. I don't even mean that strongly, but I just can't picture them somewhere. Is what I should say. Yeah. And if so, and who are like they? You, and what are they like doing? You don't think and, when you die, you're going to see the baby that you and Bridget miscarried? I guess that's probably the time when I. Well, when well, I well, maybe the better. Yeah. Maybe the better question is, do you have hope in that? Maybe like, is that a hope that you might have? It'd be pretty sweet. Like it'd be a nice. It would be really nice. I mean, that would be super sweet. But yeah. I'm not trying to be super cynical, saying, "Oh, if I lost my baby, I could oh, fucking." There's no way. It's not that. It's not right. bitterness. I'm just saying. I observe my behavior day to day, going not imagining yeah. that that baby's somewhere and I'm going to reunite with him. I, I I can't picture that. Who would I just? I'm just being honest. I'm not saying somebody couldn't give me an answer, but if so, it's a very speculative answer. But what age is my grandma in heaven? I mean, 30. what? what uh, 30, no, does she have her memories when she's ninety, but she's in the body of a thirty-year-old? And how old is the baby? What memories does it have? I mean, what, what are we talking about? Everybody's thirty-three. That's how old Jesus I mean, was. Why? When he, I mean, because that's, that's all. That's, that's just so speculative that I would never engage in that. Like that's all pure speculative entertainment. Is no different than sci-fi or anything. I mean, it's fine well, he, if you find that entertaining. Anybody well, discussing was, that is purely looking uh, to be entertained or deal with their own insecurities. There's nothing right. reasonable to talk That's about. That's what I'm that. saying. Even like we were talking earlier, it's all this uh, superstitious, hopeful, praying upon somebody's desire to live forever or whatever. Like even with yeah, prophecy I hope so. or I hope anything. So, yeah, power, yeah I, I mean, I think we all hope we don't die. Like, sure. it, like it's not It's not a coincidence that each of us are shocked by death. 
no matter what. Like whenever you hear about somebody dying, even I mean, like an old person, this you know, like Billy Billy Graham, who's in his late nineties or nineties or whatever he is, you're like, oh man, he died. I can't believe it. You know, why? How did he die? This is uh, uh, Stephen Hawking, who had a very degenerative disease. You know, you're shocked that he died. It, that that's maybe part of the human condition. I think for me, the reason why I believe and why I would say I believe in Jesus is one, I grew up hearing it my entire life. Two, it seems accurate, and three, I, I have have had real experiences when I didn't want it. For example, y'all have heard me talk mm-hmm. about this on the podcast a bunch of times. Uh, Jess and I, uh, we had trouble having kids, and our first kid was in. Uh, in vitro IUI, I think this is the right one. I always mix them up. There's one that's really expensive, and one that's before that. I think it's IUI is what we did. IVF is the other. Oh yeah, it's yeah, we did IUI. Uh, IVF is the big boy. Um, and I can remember uh, after we had our daughter Ruby that way that I had resigned. Jess and I had both resigned ourselves. That, oh, that's how we have kids, and that'll be fine. We'll do it again. And we went back to have our second kid, and they told me that my sperm count was way too low. Like you're supposed to have, you're supposed to have something like fifty thousand for your sperm count, and mine was at four thousand. And I can remember going, "What in the world?" It's like, God, what did I do? Something bad? Did I drink too much beer? Did I live too rough? Is my body just awful? Did you did you create a body that's this shitty and all this stuff? And I can remember walking, I'm just mad. I'm just angry and hurt and depressed and sad, not thinking, praising God, not thanking God. I'm upset. I'm hurt. And I can remember in that moment, I've told the story a bunch of times, but I walked upstairs. I went to the bathroom. I'm washing my hands. I look up, see myself in the mirror, and out of nowhere, and and all I can say is either I attributed it to my God or it was my God, but he goes, you're going to have a kid. And I say, he, it it felt like it was a dude. So you're going to have a kid. Stop being this way. It's okay. And I immediately came down and told Jess, Hey, we're going to have a kid and we're not going to do IUI or anything. And it's going to be totally fine. And one week later we were pregnant. You were not asleep. That did not happen at night. There's no way that was a dream. We did have sex. That did happen. We did have to do the, the old-fashioned way. But we did have sex. Jess, I, I can remember, I was like, Jess, we have to have sex right now. I pressured her even. <laughs> I was like, hey, I think we should have sex right now if we want to have a kid. This is the time. And we did have sex, and we got pregnant from that one time. And I believe there's something supernatural or powerful or something mm-hmm. I didn't understand happening there. And it did happen. That is true. So I cannot escape that. I cannot. Now, at the same time, fast forward a few years, my wife gets cancer. I'm like, God, what the fuck are you doing? My wife has cancer. Are you trying to kill her? Didn't, I mean, you told me that we were going to have kids and all this stuff. Why are you doing this? You, you cannot give my wife breast cancer, right? I mean, aren't you God, the Lord and creator of all? You're going to do this? So at every step of my life, there's a high and a low and then a medium and then a low again and then a super high, all these things. And and if you, if you probably looked at it mathematically or on a chart, it would probably even make sense, maybe even be normal with everybody. Y'all probably, I, I bet my chart wouldn't look that much different than y'all's. Like the, all of a sudden you're having a kid and also your family member dies Yep. or whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Like all those things happen. <laughs> so all I can say is, when I search for God, sometimes I find him, often I don't. And then when I'm not searching for God, sometimes I find him and often I don't. 
I totally so agree. That's with all that. I can. I mean, say. The, the, so I've had too many experiences that. I mean, look, I'm I'm purely a skeptic. Uh, I just am skeptical. That's just the way I yeah. think. And if you get me and somebody, you can't feel guilt for that. No, I I, that's, I, I think I, it's the best way to think, and I don't want to yeah. depart from that just because I've had spiritual experiences, which I have. Right. And if you sit me down with any smart agnostic or atheist, whatever they say, it's most likely that I'll agree with them. And then yeah. it, it is. <laughs> right. I think that yeah, makes that's the the yeah. most that it's just the most rational. It makes way. a lot of sense yeah. what they're saying. I don't disagree with them for them. Also, they've not had the experiences that I've had that even right. on top of the knowledge of what it means to have a night terror or sleep paralysis or motivated reasoning or uh, the God molecule in the brain or psychedelic experiences or whatever those alternate explanations are, I don't think that's what I've had. I, I think I've experienced some stuff that was the real deal that's outside of the material universe. I do believe that. But that's like step 0.1 toward me knowing what the fucking afterlife is. That's just, I wouldn't go, right. I'm not, that's just not me. Now, you know, now, one, thing I will say, uh, one thing I will say as well is, I do not think it's bad or hurtful to the world to be informed by those experiences either. Like that, those experiences have informed me and made me a better person. It's made me trust more. Like I'm a very distrustful person. I've had a lot of family members not tell the truth or lies or friends lie and all this stuff. And I'm a very distrustful person. And to trust God is a very hard thing for me. Like I've been lied to a lot in my life. I'm also a liar and I understand lying completely. And so I, I believe that in in fact, uh, my belief in God, my belief in Jesus has helped me be a better person and better for this world. So I don't always uh, listen to an atheist when they go, it's it's detrimental to our society. And all, uh, because I'm not like well, that I, either. I like you, like you said, I believe when an atheist says the logical more mathematical, more probable thing, more solute, right. the more probable solution. That's okay. Yeah, I'm, okay I'm more likely that. to listen if to God's them real, and agree prove it wrong. than a pastor. I mean, I'm not, I'm not listening to a. I just don't think a like if you ask somebody else that disagrees with me right now about the afterlife, they're going to just start making shit up. I know they are, and I cannot right. listen to you do that because I have motivated reasoning and want to believe it. I can't do it, or I'm not going to do it. So, so tell me, look, get, like. You've asked Joey to explain the afterlife. You go, well, I know, but I mean, maybe your baby will be 30 and maybe they'll also have. I, I have theories. Sin- I mean, you'll just be making shit up. I have theories. Yeah. Just- I mean, I, I'm not making stuff up. I'm I'm basically speculating on uh, a, a way of reading the Bible. I mean, it seems like God's going to redeem everything. Well, what does that mean? Uh, everything's going to be good. What does that mean? Well, there's not going to be bad things. Well, how yep, does that I, I agree with I all know. that. Uh, that's about as much as you can say, though. Like, what, however it works out, that'll be the right way, and it'll be fine. Yeah, that's all you can say. So, Toby, if let it me, works re, out, let me, good. It'll be good. Let, Whatever it is, it'll be good. Yeah. If it is, if not, I don't know. Or let me rephrase. Knows? Let me rephrase the question for Toby. So, there's this guy named Johnny, and Johnny uh, grows up. Just say a drummer. This the number one top, drummer in the top world. Bassist. <laughs> no, this, this is top, the top, bass, top bass, bass player, player in the top bass player, top bass player in the world in America or the world. Uh the world. Okay, and my so God. he actually decided I'm going to take my bass guitar and I'm not going to use it for playing anymore. I'm going to use it for cutting people's <laughs> heads off. So yeah. he cuts a bunch of people's heads off, and then with his bass, yeah, and then he goes to a statue of Jesus and pees on it Ooh. and says "f you," hell yeah, and then he kills himself. What's the chances yeah. that he burns in hell forever? I would say almost zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. I don't, I don't I don't understand the whole punishment thing. The, the, it, 
when I think of punishment, I only think laterally. I do not think vertically with God or whatever. That, that that's the truth. In fact, it's almost always proven on social media. The only time to your left and your right, those people uh, say bad things about you or make you feel bad or whatever. But I, I, if there's a God, what in the world would he create you for to make you feel like shit and think you're an awful person? Like if your son was that <laughs> bass player, you would still love him. Right. Yeah. Can, I mean, you right? can imagine that bass you player. Would still go, you wouldn't want him to burn forever. Yeah. If, yeah. if William becomes the bass player that chops people's heads off with his bass, <laughs> you still want to hang out with him at prison break. Right. Right? Like, right. you might even try to break him out of prison or say, oh, man, he's misunderstood or anything. Like, that's the truth. So why is that in me? Yeah, right. You can't, why is and, and the yeah. hope for William in me, even though he chopped people's heads off with his bass? Right. And I'm not that. And I'm, I'm not going to say, well, I just honor his decisions and I'm just not going to be his dad anymore. <laughs> I know. Well, right. But I mean, if you hey, just I'm think not about it in terms of eight. justice, it still doesn't really hold up mathematically. It's not like if you kill nine people and have a bad view of God, which is, look, there's plenty of people that are awful. And if you knew their whole story, you wouldn't feel near as bad. Like yeah. school shooter, you name right. it. You would not have the ability to really feel that bad about them if you knew everything about their life. I really don't believe that. And even if they killed a thousand people, that's still an amount of people. There's still an amount of sin that anybody has ever done. So it's a limited quantity. Nobody, I mean, so it doesn't really seem valid that the punishment would be infinite for a finite amount of sin. Even Even if you just want to go with the justice part, it still doesn't even add up mathematically. Like, there's right. nothing you could do to deserve infinite torture. Yeah, and right? I'm not... One thing I I, I want to be careful of, I'm not mocking anyone's beliefs because I really do think all of our beliefs are right. based on an attempt to make attempt, sense yeah, out of stuff. Right. And so I think... I think where we have a... Uh, where we err in our ways is when we say, yep, figured it out. This right. is my this is my system, and everybody else is wrong. I just think, uh, well, great. I'm glad that you have knowledge of everything, and that you well, can see the supernatural, and and that you just got that one down pat. Okay, great. Well, how about this? And we need to wrap up here, but the um, Hell yeah. I, I would say that I actually have a notable amount of respect for somebody with a thought process like Joey, because it's to me just respectable that you would like. Most people like to put on identities. You ever see somebody and they go out and they're they're in there's a guy in a band and they're hip this way and yep. then they get into something else and they t- put on a new identity and become a a folk guy and they w- start wearing different clothes or whatever. Right. Yeah, or these yeah. people that that were evangelical Christians that were whatever and now they're the opposite of that, but they're still very they put on some other social justice, you know, garb and become that identity and fully reject the last one. That's that's kind of human nature is to put an, on an identity for security and to fit in socially and all this stuff. You got to give real credit to somebody like really Joey Svenson, who is a pastor at an evangelical Christian church who is working through these things only to the detriment of his social, you know, norms and groups and to his parents and his kids and his church or people that think he should get with it and just get off of the whole Christianity thing. No, he's not doing that either. So he's processing it and being honest about it and being willing to be between identities and certainties. And that is more honorable than the person that just jumps to a new thing and has that figured out is now posturing in that realm. And and so that's, I I believe that. 
Oh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, I'm. Joey, I mean, it's true about me you, too. I'm giving you a you know. BJ. That was me uh, complimenting <laughs> me and Toby. You a holy BJ via, via Joey. But, is there yeah. su- is there such a thing as that? A holy one? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe in heaven, <laughs> those are perfect. <laughs> Maybe those. Yeah. Well, let me before we break on out of here. Wanna, or need out. I want to tell you guys about the. Uh, the BC Club. I'm not going to tell you a whole lot oh, about okay. it other than it's a, hey, really, thank you. it's a really good... How many people in the BC Club are go- uh, destined for annihilation? Almost 0%. Wow! Well, just because this this is almost wow. a shoe-in. Like, once you join the BC Club, you got to be super bad not to make heaven. I mean... That's true. Uh, but anyway, thebcclub.com. Go check it out if you want to. It's a, it's a great way of supporting us, and it's a fun way of interacting mm. with other people, getting to know folks, and and you get an extra podcast episode, and you get some uh, merchandise. But these people have joined recently, and that is Joshua Quay, Casey, Amen. Paul, Paul and Mandy Orth, Zach, Bring it. Zach Hummel, and... Wreck me. Uh, Y'all have heard me talk about Kanita Nadu as my favorite BC club name. This hell yeah, this one may beat it. Check this out. Uh oh, Bo Lamb. Bo Lamb. How killer is that? B O last name Lambs. That's pretty. That awesome. sounds like a basis that will cut people's heads off with his bass. <laughs> Kyle like Brooks, Caitlin Cooley, mm. Conan O'Connor. Praise you, Declan Van D. Straight. His name is Glory. Brittany Gabrielle. Thank On you high, he will be lifted. Thank you, guys. Amen. <laughs> All right. so funny. You left one off. There's also a... His name is only T-C, but it stands for Top Conga Player in Southeast Asia, and he is, in fact, <laughs> a serial rapist. Hey, I'm sorry that you guys didn't know the top drummer in America. Sorry. I, no I didn't one to, does. I didn't mean to embarrass no you. Such thing. Joey, no person knows the top drummer in America. The most sought after. You don't know that the exist. top most sought after drummer in America. Sorry that y'all don't know. <laughs> I love my family. I'm best friends with my dad. And then this 2016 election cycle came up and it really drove a wedge in between some of us. Donald Trump's the first person that got us. He's the first person that I actually at least pretend to give a damn about us. Check out Depolarize, the podcast that fights against tribalism and incivility by searching for common ground at the intersection of politics, psychology, and faith. This season, we look closely at the phenomenon of white evangelical support for Donald Trump and the many difficult, related questions that are begging to be answered. Two grown men picked him up, a 15-year-old kid, and threw him as hard as they could off the hood of the car. Uh, and it's shocking. It's shocking. His whole, all his teeth came out. Uh, he's bleeding all over the place. And they look, they look to us. Right? They say, you fucking niggas, this is what happens to you. God isn't far away. God is with us now, here, now. Every moment matters. I don't know why I'm crying. It just, it just hurts. Find Depolarize on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.